Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. This is the show where America's farmers go to learn about their equipment. And I am Ray Bohax, that hot rod farmer from Cat's Swamp Road over in Warren County, New Jersey. And I want to thank you so very much for getting together with me today. And it's possible that you may be listening Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern or Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern or a week later as a podcast at farmmachineredigest.com. But if you're listening either Saturday or Sunday, then you are tuned to Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And no matter what they say, that is America's most important radio network. And I'll fight anybody if they argue with that because it beams all around North America And it is truly dedicated to those who feed, fuel, and clothe the world. So thank you so much for joining me here today. We we have been blessed since the last time we got together with some rain here on Cat Swamp Road and around other areas also, not just on Cat Swamp Road. The good Lord just did not bring it to Cat Swamp Road. But sometimes that happens, right? I remember a number of years ago, it was coming up out of Hackettstown. We sowed our corn, was crying for rain, and I was coming up out of town, which is only a couple of miles away, and it was raining. It was one of those hard summer rains, which a lot of it runs off, but still, when you have nothing, you'll be glad to get that. And I'm comes, oh, good, oh, thank God, it's raining, it's raining, it's raining, and I come maybe a quarter of a mile from the farm. I'm in my pickup truck, my little Ford Ranger, a quarter of a mile from the farm, and it did not rain. So you know that, and, and those that farm large acres know that uh, you could, this, this, you know, this field could have gotten some rain or the other one didn't. But it is raining all over Warren County this past week. We've had some rain. So at everyone's corn, including mine, is loving it. So I'm very, very grateful for it. You know, before I start to record today, I was out in my field check, looking at my my corn. And, I don't, and believe it or not, I still don't have it all planted because we have to do staggered plantings and it was... Uh, if it was a uh, drag racer, that corn would say was sleeping at the light. Well, it wasn't the corn's fault. It was so slow. It was three weeks. To, well, I think it was 25 days to emerge. So that is not good. But, hey, what are you going to do? We will deal with it. But I was standing there looking at the corn coming up and uh, coming up in rows finally, thank God. And my wife and I never had children. And we've had animals, and we've had that, but we've never had children. And it's funny how I'm standing there, and I'm sure many of you have done the same thing. You're looking at this this crop, whatever it may be, or you're looking at this calf, and you truly wonder what the destiny of it will be. And uh, it was very solemn because I was looking at this corn, and uh, it's peeking through, coming through the soil. It's got two or three leaves, and uh, and I'm, and I'm saying to myself, it's got to drink, but will it ever, as they say in tractor pull, make a full pull, or will its destiny to be hailed out, or droughted out, or flooded out, or or whatever? So uh, that is really, uh, you know, and you guys understand because you're in agriculture, and uh, when you're dealing with agriculture, no matter what you do, you, you could do everything right. As I always say, it takes a, a, a whatever a hundred thousand things or a thousand things, whatever number you wanna you wanna identify or, or qualify as a thousand a thousand things to go right and only one thing to go wrong. So that is uh, what it's all about. 
but I guess if we're doing this, we would not have it any other way. And the Ford um, uh, Raptor, Raptor R, I was trying to remember what it was called, was delivered to the farm yesterday, 700 horsepower Raptor R. So on next week's episode of Farm Machinery Digest Radio, that is what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to give my whole review of that Raptor R. I'm going to get some miles on it, take it out to see... Uh, so let some other people check it out and then we're gonna then i will give you my full unbiased report does the world need a 700 horsepower pickup truck well honestly not but when you are the hot rod farmer it is hard to make a argument against having a 700 horsepower pickup truck especially if you're blessed to be able to use one for a week and check it all out at no expense so please sit pat during a short break and never forget that agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability Sirius XM. The best collection of podcasts is just a tap away. Hear podcasts from Marvel, including the award-winning Wolverine, The Long Night. And exclusive podcasts, Marvel Method and Marvel's Declassified. Plus original podcasts from your favorite Sirius XM hosts, including Stormy Warren, Fantasy Sports' Lisa Ann, and Jeff Lewis. Listen to the podcast favorites you've been hearing about. Without ever having to leave the Sirius XM app. Free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap podcasts. Rural is the roots of our nation. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. Western sports, country music, comedians. It's an attitude. The rural lifestyle in the ag industry. It's not just farming. We've got everything from hunting, fishing, and conservation. Horses and horse training. Of news, weather, and the commodity markets. Sirius XM, it doesn't matter where you are in North America, it's always there. They'll have it in their trucks, in their combines, in their tractors. To hear Sirius XM's Rural Radio, activate your radio now. Call 844-711-8800 or head to SiriusXM.com slash go to sign up quickly. Hi, I'm Bob Phillips. And I'm Kelly Phillips. And we've been lucky enough to have spent more than 50 years winding up and down the back roads of Texas. It's been an incredible journey. And from the hidden gems to the passionate people, we've seen it all and don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So why don't you hop in and travel with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. Channel 147, exclusively on Sirius XM. The Cowboy Channel Bar on the historic Fort Worth Stockyards is the country's first bar dedicated 100% to Western sports. Watch your favorite rodeo on one of the 11 televisions from the Texas Swing and the National Finals Rodeo. Cowboy Channel Bar is your ticket to the best drinks and the most iconic rodeos from across the country. Saddle up to the bar seven days a week or head downstairs to the historic speakeasy on the weekend. Located right under the famous Fort Worth Stockyards sign, visit the Cowboy Channel Bar today. Hello and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. During the break, I realized I didn't tell you what we're going to be talking about today on the show. It's not going to be the Raptor. That's it's a Raptor R. Remember that the 700 horsepower one. That's going to be next week, so you can get ready for that. But uh, I think I'll keep you guys in anticipation. Right? Good things come to those that wait. But you know, to get back to uh, serious, this there's no one likes to have to replant. 
And there are instances where you have to replant and the majority, if not all of the time, I shouldn't say, because you could have a mechanical failure with the planter or something happened. But the majority is that usually there was something that was totally out of your control that caused uh, you to get into the field and replant. And maybe it was a, a, a frost. Maybe you tried to get into the ground too early and uh, it got hit by a frost or you got a uh, a real heavy rain and it washed out and a number of things that could happen but his but like i say most of the time it's not your fault it's out of your control but sometimes it is your fault right because something may happen with the planter and uh, or with the tractor or what have you and you, you need to you need to get in there and redo that but no one likes to redo anything you know when you're working on machinery no one likes to you know do something and uh, i always used to i always not used to because then it implies that i don't pride myself on that anymore that I always pride myself on never having to do it or trying never to have to do a job twice. If you fix enough things, if you work on enough things, you build enough engines, you farm enough acres, and uh, you're going to get a replant. You're going to get something that didn't go right or something that failed or something that leaked. And if you don't have that, then you are not doing enough of whatever it is. If you're only planting one acre, then maybe you never had to replant, right? If you only fixed one engine or built one engine, you never had to fix anything. But the whole goal is to do it once and do it right. And oftentimes... When we're working with machinery, specifically in agriculture, because there's so many things that are pivotal to that machine, um, like I said, regardless of what it is, I mean, maybe it's a hay baler, right? And it's going to rain the next day, and you got this hay cut, you got to get it up out of the field, and uh, whatever. or a storm is coming, and you got to get some hay out to the cows in the wintertime. I had a listener call me from South Dakota this past winter, or he emailed me, I shouldn't say that he didn't call me, then we spoke on the phone. And he had a problem with his tractor, and there was when they had that terrible of 40 degrees below zero and a lot of snow out there in South Dakota. So uh, I was grateful that, no credit to me, credit to the Lord, that I was able to help him get his tractor going so he could feed his cows. So there's a lot of, there's, there, you know, there's a lot of strings attached in agriculture and machinery. And, but though we can't control the weather, though we can't control what's going to happen in most instances we can control to the to a great extent how when it comes time to fix something that we could do it expeditiously because that's what it's all about right expeditiously we got to get out there feed those cows we can't be fooling around or we can't have it fight us expeditiously and uh and not have one problem cause another problem so often when working with machinery is that a lack of proper procedure, or we'll say an engineering protocol, right, causes one a simple a, well, a simple thing that you could have lived without, like a flat tire, but ends up becoming a nightmare. And why does it become a nightmare? Because if you, if you want to really know why, then you have to walk away from the radio, or take it with you, and go look in the mirror. Because all of us are guilty of that, right? So you look at the mirror and say, well, this became a nightmare. And I'm going to use the simple flat tire thing. This became a nightmare because I did not do the proper, follow the proper protocol or the hot rod farmer protocol. And what I'm going to talk about today is the need to make, uh, to, to apply anti-seize compound on everything 
and to clean threads on every bolt, every fastener, every nut, <clears throat> and to clean the mating surfaces and apply anti-seize compound there. So, you know, people use anti-seize compound. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, my sister and I both had braces on our teeth. My Our teeth were really not that bad, but my father felt that it was very important for us to have... Uh, I'm not going to say perfect teeth, straight teeth, because he said, as you go out into the world and God knows what, you know, which path you're going to take in life, like I was talking about in the beginning, you know, what's going to be the destiny of someone. And, and it's very important for you to have straight teeth and good teeth because people judge you by, and sadly, they judge you lots of times by what is in your mouth, your teeth. They judge you by your teeth and what comes out of your mouth, right? And we all do that. And my father did not want, my mother also, but under the uh, guidance of my father, did not want us to face uh, some obstacles in life that could have been avoided by having braces. So the reason why I'm telling you that is because when I was in school, kids had braces and before I did, and I thought that it was terrible, right? They'd be eating they have lunch and oh god it was make you want to vomit right all the stuff that was caught in their teeth and their braces on their teeth and everything so what had happened was that i became anal about my teeth that i would take a toothbrush with me to school and toothpaste and i would go into the into the boys room or the sink whatever was there i forgot what in the, and uh and i would eat and i would make sure i brushed my teeth and cleaned my teeth and uh and uh, what have you because i thought it was so so ugly to look at that not to gross you out but anyway so i got so used to that all right that still to this day i won't even tell you how many years later that is right to this day i can't if i drink a glass of milk i brush my teeth so the thing is that i'm forever we go through toothbrushes here i go through toothbrushes and toothpaste like like unbelievable so uh constantly wearing them out and using up the toothpaste because i got into that habit of brushing my teeth from when i was a young boy because i wanted my uh teeth to be presentable so why am i telling you that story because if you listen to this show today and then you apply what i'm telling you all right all right because it's true it's not no credit to me apply what i credit and you get into the habit of doing it just like i could not go and take anything in my mouth and not go brush my teeth afterwards even though it was a liquid all right i got so used to when i had i had a a trigger a mental trigger something went in my mouth i got done with whatever is brush your teeth so if you follow these protocols you will find that you will not allow a minor problem like a flat tire turn into a nightmare or taking a spark plug out of an engine turn into a nightmare and pulling the cylinder head off or taking a, a, a glow plug out of a diesel engine or taking a, a, some a pulley off a hay bale or whatever it may be any mechanical device we're not going to go down around here and 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 uh, mention everything so you know i go and and just like us like you know farmers right i i mean i ride by and look at people's crops and i know that they look at mine but the, the good thing is that the one field they can't see but it's that show field right that they everything always gets messed up in but anyway the thing is that when i see people working on machinery and i don't care what it is 
whether it's a farm tractor, whether it's a combine, whether it's a car, whether it's a pickup truck, whether it's a chainsaw, a printing press. But because of my background, I am very I'm very sensitive or in tune to watching people's mechanical procedures, not to critique them by no means. Just like a farmer looks and rides by and looks at another farmer's field, you're not critiquing him. You want to see what's going on. And if he's doing something better than you, you want to find out what's happening. Man, what what population are you putting on that corn? Like I was just talking to a... Um, a listener to the show out in British Columbia, John Arts, and he's getting a he's putting a center pivot in his ninth, ninth center pivot, and he had a picture of his corn in the background, and I uh, said, so we texted me the picture, and I said to him, no, the corn looks beautiful. I said, what is the population? 36,000? He said to me, no, it's 32,000 silage corn. So uh, the thing is, that's we're always looking at, like I say, not to throw darts, not but to get ideas. And then what happens is that I have seen that you could go into a beautiful, gorgeous, drop-dead gorgeous farm shop, everything is gorgeous, right? And either there is not, uh, if they have it, they have it hidden someplace, like my other field where nobody could see with my, with my crop there. And uh, that's a field I use of the other one, the show field. I say, oh, you should see the other fields, 10 times better than this, right? And uh, <clears throat> But what happens is that I... Missing in action, MIA is uh, anti-seize compound, a tap and a, a tap and die set, all right, and then either some sort of uh, wire wheel on a on a drill or, or a wire brush or something to clean rust. Those are MIA. The guy's got a, a ten thousand dollar snap on toolbox or whatever brand he's got. He's got beautiful this. Everything is beautiful. And if you were to say, and and I'm not, if you say, well, where's your anti seize compound? Where's this? Where's this? It's usually, and if it's not, if if it's not, if he has it, it's usually tucked away someplace. And then he goes, and he blows the dust off of it to show it to you, right? Well. These are very, very simple steps. And just like me brushing my teeth, if you get used to doing them, you will not be able to put anything back together without your anti-seize compound, all right, uh, and your, your, your wire brush or your cleaning apparatus or whatever you have for that, all right? You're not going to be able to do that. Your tap and die set, it's going to be just like me going for my toothbrush. Now, why do you need to do this? Because I made a reference to how many times you have a simple flat tire. And no one likes flat tires, right? But because the and specific in farm equipment, we're talking about a center pivot. You got a tire on a center pivot. You got seat, whatever it may be. It's irrelevant, right? And it it, it, it sat for a long time. It's been, let me, let me not say it sat. That's the wrong word. It hasn't been off for a long time. And that's a blessing, right? Well, I never got a flat tire on this truck, right? Then I uh, never got a flat tire. I haven't had a flat, flat tire for five years on this truck. Well, I never took the spare tire down either for five years to check the air in it, right? And this center pivot or whatever, this this uh, this uh, seat tender, never took the tire, never, never did anything to it. It's been great, right? Well, the negative of that is that is that most likely it's all rusted together. So how many times I've seen a planter, a center pivot, all right, a seed tender, a truck, a tractor, what have you, that they go to fix something as simple as a flat tire, and I'm using that as an example because it could happen to anything, right? And it either they can't get the lugs off, the studs snap, or 
the wheel is is rusted onto the hub and now they're beating this with a sledgehammer they're doing all so instead of having it come right off fix the tire get back into back into action all right they uh it becomes a nightmare an absolute absolute nightmare same so the other thing that i wanted to represent today is the fact is that you know if, if, if a picket fence stand the corn all right which i don't have so far this year in the plantings i have close to a picket fence but not a picket fence stand the corn if a picket fence stand the corn is a bragging right for how good you have your planter set all right then the thing is the thing is that clean threads and uh, on a bolt a nut a threaded hole is going to be is going to be like a picket fence stand the corn and how many times i see people working on equipment all right but and specifically farmers all right and they're putting this bolt in and it actually even got worse with these uh these battery operated electric pieces of uh, uh impact guns and the thing and it's going you know and you can see the thing is just straining to put it in there and and you you're you're not getting the proper torque on that because the energy is being used to fight the rust and the dirt and there's no lubrication on the threads and the energy is being used to that and or the other thing is that they go and they let's say they're taking some sort of bracket off I mean, there's all different types of brackets and it goes and it's moored against something let's say an alternator or a, a pump or a pump on it, whatever it may be all right so it's it has to come off and it's it's moored against some sort of frame or some other unit and they never go and they don't take the wire brush or the sanding disc and i'm not saying you make it like the hope diamond but you clean the boat surfaces where this bracket or this part mates to right so that it's sitting nice and straight now we talk about like i have keaton seed firmers we talk about seed to soil contact all right but we don't worry about part to part contact all right so we got this rust on here this dirt and that's and that's why most brake jobs go bad because no one cleans anything all right and they don't clean this like i said you don't have to polish it up like a diamond and they also don't spread anti-seize compound now you say well hot rod you have been putting yes i want you to put anti-seize compound because you have to go take that back off again you know because eventually you are going to have to take it back off again for some reason maybe not even because that fails because you need to get to something else and then you're fighting the rust and now it becomes a nightmare you're beating it off with a hammer you're wrecking it and it is not good so sit pat during the break and we will finish this i'll finish chastising you Hello, I'm Ethan Wayne. John Wayne and American Experience is in its second year in the Fort Worth Stockyards and visitors are loving it. Come spend a couple hours and immerse yourself in Western nostalgia. Get a unique look into Duke's life that's only available here. All right, mister. You asked for it. Tickets available on johnwayne.com or they may be purchased at the Cowboy Channel Bar across the street on Exchange Avenue. Reserve your tickets now. The call is coming to Rural Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon. Join us on Rural Radio Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights at 11 Eastern as we dig deeper into the world of Western sports. Pro Rodeo, cutting, reining, roping, 
bull riding. We'll even spend some time with our Cowboy Channel personalities. The Call with Steve Kenyon. Weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Get the complete schedule at ruralradio147.com. Genetically modified seed prices rising faster than non-GM. With this American Ag Today update, I'm Jesse Adlin. While prices farmers paid for crop seed increased significantly faster than the prices farmers received for crop commodities between 1990 and 2020, that according to USDA's Economic Research Service, they report that during that period, the average price farmers paid for all seed rose by 270%, while the crop commodity price index rose 56%. For crops planted predominantly with genetically modified seed, corn, soybeans, and cotton, seed prices rose by an average of 463% in that time frame. And during this period, GM seed prices peaked in 2014 at 639% above 1990 price levels. Despite their higher cost, GM crop varieties have provided significant productivity gains for farmers, partly through higher yield, but also by lowering farm production costs. With this American Ag Today update, I'm Jesse Allen reporting. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Boot Camp, right? This is boot camp like in the Marine Corps or any branch of the service. We want you to survive. I want you to survive. I want you to make money. I don't want you to spend a lot of time, all right? And, and think of it. You get, a, you get a flat tire on your plant, all right? Okay. If, if, you, if you put anti-seize compound, not only on the threads, but where the tire goes onto the hub, same thing on your truck, on a tractor, anti-seize compound, everything, brackets, like I said, you know, surface to surface, clean it, put it, a New Jersey word, schmear, right, schmear some anti-seize compound on there, all right, you'll be surprised, now you go, you take this off, boom, it comes right off, you fix it, you get back on, you get back in the field, on the road, what have you. So very, very simple. Get yourself a nice size can of anti-seize compound of the brand and choice that you want. And why is they get a nice size can? So you're going to use it, right? You're going to use it. All right. Get yourself either a thread chasers or a, a tap and die set. Keep a can, of, a couple of cans of brake clean. They're great for like threaded holes. Spray them in there, clean it out. You could run it. You, I mean, and and if and if you don't have to run a uh, a thread chaser in every hole, so if the bolt comes out easy, that's good. You want to keep it that way. Just clean it up with the brake clean and uh, clean it up with the brake clean, and then uh and and then put some anti seize on there, and and then away you go. You're happy, right? And put anti seize underneath the head of a, every bolt a little bit, so that when it's being tightened, you don't have that friction like in a head bolt. When a head bolt, you have to put a lubricant under there, so it's not biting into the metal. All right, all right. Uh, get yourself a piece of of aggressive Scotch Brite. You'd be surprised. You're taking a bracket off the pl- you're taking a bracket off the plant. You're taking something off the disc, right? The, the tillage tool. You clean it off, right? You take your wire brush, which you you know you keep this with your, with your your toolbox wire brush, and you take a piece of aggressive Scotch Brite. You 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 go like I said. You're not going to polish it up to a, to a diamond, and you do you do that, and then uh, <clears throat> and you will be good to go and then you put some anti-seize compound there you put it spray with the brake clean and you will have no problems no problems whatsoever and when you have to go to take it apart again uh, you it's going to come right apart it's beautiful how many times in my career of working on mechanical things all right that uh a simple thing 
became a nightmare. Spark plugs, right? Spark plugs last a long time. When you put a spark plug in something, your seed tender engine, your lawnmower, your chainsaw, whatever it may be, all right? What you want to basically do is you want to go and you want to put anti-seize on there so you have no problems when it comes time to take it out. So listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher and my beloved, beloved America. So remember, next week is the Raptor 700 horsepower, baby. The Voice of Agriculture, Kansas Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau helped farmers along the Missouri River get compensation from the government for destroyed crops stemming from Missouri River flooding. This case was brought almost 10 years ago as a result of the Army Corps of Engineers flooding hundreds and hundreds of farms up and down the Missouri River. Travis Cushman is Farm Bureau's Deputy General Counsel for Litigation and Public Policy. He says the initial ruling did not grant farmers payments for damaged crops. We got involved with the appeal to file a brief on behalf of the farmers, arguing that their crops should be recoverable damages and explaining how farm economics work. The appellate court held not only was it a taking of the land, but also that farmers deserve to be paid for all the crops destroyed over the seven years. Listen again here for more from the Voice of Agriculture, Kansas Farm Bureau. Rural Radio is the first and only national radio channel serving rural Americans on Sirius XM. Nowhere else on radio can you catch Western sports every single day, making Rural Radio the undisputed leader for Western sports coverage. Between our coverage and downloading the Cowboy Channel Plus app, you'll have access to any major Western sports news and events 24-7. Rural Radio Channel 147, the agribusiness and Western lifestyle channel. Stay informed with what's going on throughout agriculture with American Ag Today on Rural Radio Channel 147. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and each weekday, I bring you the latest news, market info, ag tech news, and more with American Ag Today. Weekdays at 6.52 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM.